You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, let's do it. Minor Talk is live. Adrian Bradis, Sal Montes, Angel Munoz all in the building tonight. Uh, UTEP loses to Louisiana Tech 64-52. And, uh, yeah, this one was tough before this one really even started. Christian Agnew was out due to COVID-19. He tested positive. Uh, They were also without assistant coach Butch Pierre. Oh, and by the way, they were also without second-leading scorer Keontae Kennedy, who, by the way, we thought uh, just a couple weeks ago, hey, maybe it's one or two games. Maybe it's one or two weeks, uh, but now it's a week-to-week injury. Uh, it will be some time before the Miners get back their second-leading score in Keontae Kennedy. And in this one, it was the first half where Louisiana Tech really took control. They went on a 23-7 to run to take a, uh, a really commanding halftime lead of 41-25. And then the second half, nice effort by the Miners. I, I like the comeback that they put together. They went on a 12-0 run uh, sparked by the likes of Jamal Bienemy, uh, Titus Verhoeven, and one uh, you know shot down low that I really liked. Uh, I really like both those guys tonight. I thought Jamal Bienemy, uh, Titus Verhoeven were good. I also thought that uh, Zarek Onyema gave UTEP a nice spark off the bench. Uh, but the Miners were definitely out undermanned in this one. And you heard from Joe Golding after the game. There's no excuses. He's uh, holding this team to a high standard when it comes to the effort that he wants from this group. And I like that right there. I'm, I'm all in. I, I'm all in on Joe Golding. Every time I watch this group, I, I just get more impressed with just how they, they have these spirited comebacks. And uh, You know, I know it's not there this year. It really isn't. Next year, maybe it'll be there. This year is laying the foundation for this UTEP men's basketball program and I think next year is the year where you look at this team, you look at new recruits that could come in, and uh, that's a big thing right there. For the Miners, uh, they are now in, in the midst of a three-game losing streak. They've hit a Diversity in a big way. Uh, but yeah, that's where we start today here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. Our telephone number is 880-5763. That's our telephone number if you would like to weigh in. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online 600 ESPN El Paso.com where you can check out the coverage after this game. Post-game coverage uh, will be there as well. Uh, again, we're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. They've been serving El Paso so for 24 years from the west side all the way to Fabens for home, auto, life insurance, or even business insurance, you can contact the great people at the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Get started with a free, no-obligation insurance policy online at OscarArrietaAgency.com. I'm back, Sal. I was on the COVID list myself. I, I can I can level yeah. with Saucy, but uh, we're back in action. We didn't have minor talk after UAB. Remember, no game at, at this past Saturday yeah. because their game against Middle Tennessee was uh, postponed and probably canceled because of COVID-19 on the Blue Raiders side. But I'm so happy to be here, man. It was mm-hmm. great to be at the Haskins Center. It's good to be here with you, man. And uh, happy New Year's to you. Happy New Year's to Angel over here. And, uh, man, th- uh, now we get to talk some UTEP hoops. Yeah, I'm excited. First of all, welcome back. I'm Thank happy you. that you're feeling better. Um, you know, that's always first and foremost. I mean, Minor Talk it. is always great, but Adrian Broaddus is, is better. No, you know hey, I mean? so, hey, I'm glad that you feel okay. I think we all have been running through little stints yeah, here and there, right? We, we've been running through it lately, but uh, we're here, though. We're excited. Uh, blessed to be here and talk some more uh, some more sports and get upset, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think of this one, Sal? Uh, you know, I was a little uh, disappointed with the fact that it that small run that they had um, – 
is all that there really is to really shine when you look back at this game. However, um, at the end of the day, La Tech is just a, a different beast. They've been dominant since they joined Conference USA. Um, they're one of the better teams uh, when it comes to the court. They've had uh, some good players over the years, but when you add in a guy like uh, Lofton and then he has Archibald on his side and he also has uh, another guy in uh, Kobe Williams, it makes things a lot easier for him. Uh, but at the end of the day, though, I, I think the fair question is, even if the Miners played at their best and La Tech played at their best, which they didn't, uh, same goes for both teams, but I, I always like to, to go into a game saying, hey, if both these teams play their best, who's going to win? And at the end of the day, um, I still think the answer would have been Louisiana Tech, just just based off of um, not only the talent that they have, but the chemistry that they've built over the years. So they, the, Louisiana Tech didn't play a great game. Uh, by any standards. No, but, you're right. Um, but at the end of the day, they can get by against a team like UTEP because of that experience and winning in the, you know, winning an ugly game. Yeah, it's weird, Sal, because I, I'm glad you mentioned that. It wasn't a great Louisiana Tech game at all. Yeah. I mean, you saw from the get-go, the first five minutes, no team could really score at all. Yeah. It was so weird. And then uh, Louisiana Tech started getting on a run. I, I liked how Joe Golding described the Miners' effort at first soft. They, yeah. they were. No, they just time. didn't have that effort. They didn't have that urgency. And uh, you know, man, there are some guys on this team where some. It's just like some stretches they really bring it, yeah. and then in other stretches it's just inconsistent. It's not there. So um, I, I feel like when they get it all together, when they get their team all kind of you know going at and rolling with momentum, that's no, when they're yeah. at their best. But when you see what they did in the first half, that's when UTEP's at their worst. Yeah, big time. And that's the difference between a team like uh, the Bulldogs and the. Miners where La Tech can afford to, to go on those kinds of droughts. And I know that they got off to a hot start. I can't remember what the score was, but the Miners answered back, I think, with the 8-0 run. And uh, the Miners had the lead. But LaTeX was able to regroup, and also they were only down one at that point early on in the game. And um, that veteran bunch has basically been through this time in and time out. And I think where they really changed the game, and we'll speak more about it as well. But they were just a lot more physical, and they got they to were. the line. They got to the line twelve times in the first half. And you said it right there: UTEP coming out soft and just uh, being bullied throughout that first half, allowing twelve um, free throw attempts. And LaTeX takes advantage by nailing eleven of those, and the minor only go to the line four times in the first half and uh, once in the second half. So they, they got a lot more uh, work to do, especially when it comes to the offensive side of things. Defensively, they, they can hang around. Um, they do got to get better in the paint. But when you allow a good team like LaTeX only 64 points, um, if there's anything you can hang your hat on, although it is a double-digit loss, um, it's the fact that uh, defensively you can find yourself within reach, but offense is where that's going to get you. Uh, that's what's going to get you back into the game. Defense is going to keep you around, but you got to score to get back into the game. I think you broke it down perfectly, Sal, because I think that's the story of this game is where UTEP just can't doesn't have it offensively. They don't mm -hmm. have the scores. They don't have the shooting. They're undermanned right now and shorthanded without the likes of uh, guys like Keontae Kennedy and even Christian Agnew Saucy, to some yeah. yeah to some degree exactly. And now you look ahead for the Miners. Look, they've got uh, Southern Miss on Saturday. They've got at Charlotte next Thursday, and they've got um, they've got Old Dominion next Saturday. Both the Charlotte and Old Dominion on the road. Ooh. 
Yeah. Man, that's going to be tough, man. I, I don't know how UTEP is going to fare against these next three opponents uh, when they're shorthanded, when they have struggles offensively like this. You can't, if you're UTEP, you can't go into any of these games expecting to win. You have to come in almost like an underdog mentality yeah. and try to pull one off uh, in, in this stretch and hope that you can get some of these guys back uh, You know, before that time. Today we find out that the CDC guidelines say that the, the quarantine period for college athletes Athletes is now shortened to five a five day period, uh, you know. So kind of com- complementing what the NBA is doing, what the NFL is doing, uh, and what other professional sporting leagues are doing. So maybe. Uh, you know, for UTEP's sake, maybe UTEP gets Christian Agnew back um, after a five-day period if he's indeed asymptomatic and feeling okay and then ends up testing negative. Uh, but for the minors, they, they're shorthanded right now, and uh, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of answers, unfortunately, for them. Our phone number, 880-5763, telephone number to get into the program, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's go to the phones. Let's welcome on Ronnie, who's joining us first on the phone lines to kick things off here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. What's up, Ronnie? Happy New Year, man. Hey, Happy New Year, you guys. How you doing? Doing fine, Ronnie. What'd you think of this one? You know, man, I I know we didn't have Minor Talk last week, but I was going to bring this up last week, and I saw it again today. Um, I know it's a long season. I know guys are dropping. And I still think, let me let me always start like this, I still think Joe Golden is a guy for this job. But I think right now you're seeing Joe realize how difficult this is. At the UAB game, he snatched Agnew pretty quick. He was frustrated with him. Today he's doing the same thing. You know you know today when I knew this game was over? What point? When I saw Cam, when I saw Cam Clardy going to Yeah. The, I knew okay. Joe at that point had given up. And that now he's trying to send a message to guys. We are what? 14 games in, if you've got to send a message to guys who are in the rotation, whether they're starters or top eight guys, and let's just face it, man, at this point, we're just counting down the days to, to the CUSA tournament to get over with. Because if you still got to send that message to guys 14 games in on your home court after an ugly loss at UAB, then let's just face it, guys just don't want it as much as you want them to want it. And, and you guys aren't parents yet like I am, but when you're a parent, the worst thing you can do is want it more than your child. You know what I mean? Because when your child doesn't want, doesn't want to put the effort forth, guess what? Nothing good is ever going to happen. So, I Ronnie, I just want to stop you there. Right Real quick, I want to stop you there. As a fan, do you see UTEP and some of the players' eye? Do you see this? Because Joe Golding kind of alluded to it in his post-game interview. But do you see that Joe Golding, I, I'm not necessarily Joe Golding, do you see some of these players aren't given that effort or they don't have that willingness to win? Uh, I think it actually goes both ways. I think that, and, and, and I, I've told you how I feel about this, and I'll tell you on air, I think adding the Che Evans, Evans kid at break is a horrible idea. I, I think that it tears your team apart, you know, and I think that when kids have to now see he's on campus, he's around, he might play. I mean, these are dudes that were running sprints for you, that were taking your verbal abuse, that were, you know, going through the rears with you in Kansas, and all of a sudden, you know, this kid could potentially take a minute, take a shot, take a rebound, take an opportunity from someone UTEP just isn't in that good of a place tradition-wise to do that. This isn't Villanova. This isn't Michigan State. If you're at those schools, you can do that because your foundation is so solid, your kids are so locked in, it doesn't matter. But let's face it, UTEP is in, you know what you do when you're a kid in high school and you got a test tomorrow? You stay up all night trying to cram for it, and the next day you just get C on all the answers. That's what UTEP is right now, searching for answers. And that just leaves so much confusion, distrust, He's getting frustrated with the players. He's yanking guys very early, getting on them. 
And it's just like the whole game, he's screaming, which when we first started the season, we said we love Joe Gay, Gold, do the energy, which we all do. But now it's just straight screaming. Like I hear Joe Golden over the refs, over the announcers. It's just straight screaming now for 40 minutes. At some point, you know what happens with kids? They tone you out, man. They tone you out because they can't focus. They can't take it anymore. And that's where this UTEP team is, man. If, if Jamal, Jamal Bieniemy didn't have 28 tonight, if he has his normal 14, 15, this is probably a 30-point loss. And here's the scary thing about that. These guys got to play some dudes, man. Jameer Young at Charlotte, that ain't going to be an easy game. Yep. Playing at Old Dominion. I mean, the Miners are a good team when they had Bryson Williams on the road. Now you don't have Bryson Williams? Like that, That's some scary stuff. The Miners could literally find themselves in a week from now, week and a half from now, 0-4 and see USA play. They really could, Adrian. Remember, they blew a game late last year at Southern Miss. So Southern Miss doesn't fear the Miners. They're like, well, you know, if we hang around and make it sloppy enough, these guys turn the ball over, take an ill-advised shot enough, we could beat them. Now, I do think with their effort tonight that they'll probably beat Southern Miss, but still, man, I mean, you start letting losses get away from you, things start piling on. At the beginning of the season, I told you I thought the Myers could win 15 games. Now I'm not sure, man. It's going to be a race to eight, and you're going to have to play and win some games at, uh, on the road. You're going to have to win more games at home because now you're dropping games at home, which was something that they hadn't you know, done in the past. But I think it all goes back to, to trust, right? He doesn't trust them. Some of those guys don't trust him. And now we're just kind of looking at each other, just counting down the days until he can get in the portal, get other guys, run some guys out of here. And that's just never a good place for your uh, your, your program to be in any sport, you know, when, when the coach is starring the portal. You know, <laughs> no, you're exactly you're exactly right, and that's not the place where any any program needs to be. I wonder how this UTEP team tries to turn it around because the one thing I do know about Joe Golding is he does have that sense of urgency, and he has that sense of hey, if you know the next day he's going to try to turn the page and try to you know rip rip one out of the book. I I, I know what you're saying, Ronnie, as far as hey, in the first half it looked like they kind of looked defeated, or you know in the second half they looked real defeated, and they were. They were kind of, I don't know, you know, they were trying, they were emptying the bench. They were trying to play whoever, just trying to get a spark from something. And yeah, you're right. It's going to be a tough stretch for this team. They can't look ahead. That's the biggest thing for this UTEP team. They can't look ahead to the offseason because if they do, uh, yeah, they're in, mm. they're in a world of trouble. So you're not a fan of the Shea Evans uh, edition from San Diego State. You're not a fan of this one. No, not in year one of Goldie's tenure. If he was in year three or four, and they were knocking on the door of the, of, of the NCAA tournament, if they, if they were La Tech, if they were Western Kentucky, if the hell, if they were UAB, sure. But they're UTEP, man. And there's a lot of questions to be answered and a lot of non-answers going around. I think that you know you want to add the kid, so fine, add the kid, but don't have that kid come on campus you know, and, and, until the summer classes start. Because, I mean, you throw that kid in the lineup now because you're down Agnew, you're down Kennedy, whatever it may be, I mean – you know what the worst thing could happen? What if the kid is everything they says he is, right? Right. What if the kid averages average 20 points? Well, guess what? That means Boone gets less shots. Bianami gets less shots. Kennedy gets less shots. And now you know what happens, Adrian? Those kids who you thought you could ride and die with, guess what they do? They leave. They get that damn portal on you. Yep. That's right. And now you're in. Now you went from looking for one piece to add to looking to two, to three, to four. And I'm telling you, man, I ain't seen no team go in the portal and grab three-plus guys on the basketball side and make their team good it's just, there's only one basketball and all those kids want to be told the same thing when they hit the portal you're gonna be my guy we're gonna give you this we'll give you that we're not gonna be like your old school these kids want to be lied to and and when you got to go in the portal and find three four five six seven dudes guess what one of those portal dudes is gonna be very unhappy when they get there and now you're just adding cancerous baggage and it just becomes 
a revolving door. The way you win is still with high school kids that are bought in and that you can develop. I get Golden wants to win now, but who told Golden he had to win now? Because that's not even Senator's mentality. No one told him that. No one said you got to come in here and win the league in year one. That's a Goldie thing. Just slow down, my guy, because Senator's going to give you four, maybe five, maybe six years. You can still be mediocre, and you still get a contract extension at Utah. But no one's telling you you got to win now. Just slow down a half a second and think about what you're doing. Does it affect your immediate future or your long-term? Because you can't sacrifice your long-term for your immediate future, Adrian. That's all I'm saying. You okay. can't put every single dime you make into cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good stuff, bills. Ronnie. Good stuff, man. Hey, appreciate the phone call, man. Happy New Year. Take care. Appreciate that. Good stuff by Ronnie. Sal, anything on that? Uh, yeah, I like how he said the crypto uh, currency part. And uh, speaking of crypto, we look at a guy that we were really high on uh, not too long ago. And today, only getting four minutes of game time, and that is uh, Kevin Kalu. Uh, I, I think when you're down bodies, you, you want to play guys who have proven themselves before. I don't know why he didn't get more than four minutes tonight. Um, but at the end of the day, though, in a game where you're getting bullied um, and you need more big bodies, and uh, one of your big bodies, uh, out of the few that you do have, only gets four minutes, that's a little bit concerning. But uh, you know, where I look at where this game was lost was, of course, at the free throw line. Uh, LaTeX was more aggressive, and they got a lot more free throws. But um, you look at the points in the paint. Even if you take away the free throws and say, well, they shot way more, refs favored them. It's not true. They were just more aggressive and uh, got the benefit for the aggression. However, uh, the points in the paint, they outscored the Miners 28-12. to 12. You know, and th- this is another game where they've been um, – they, they got banged up down low, and I was wrong because I said earlier on, you know, they'll start to figure it out. It is only the second game of Conference USA, so it's early. But uh, I did say, you know, they could probably figure it around uh, maybe the second game of Conference USA. Well, I was wrong, and time is starting to run out because these games, as, as tough as uh, your first two opponents were, um, they're going to start to get a-, a lot more tough as the season goes along, especially when the games mean more. And especially if you're yeah. losing because if you're losing – you don't have that confidence that you yeah. could have uh, in order to you know win these games. So totally yeah. with you. It's on a lot that. different when uh, when it's not going your way. Yeah, that's for sure. Most definitely. Hey, let's uh, let's go to Twitter real quick. Then we'll get to Joe Rod. He's going to join us to break down the press conference from some of the players and uh, head coach Joe Golding after the game. But let's go to Twitter real quick. Mike Cuviello starts us off on Twitter. What was disheartening is that Lofton out rebounded all of our forwards combined eighteen to sixteen. We've got to block out better. Uh, total rebound margin today. LaTeX 42 rebounds. UTEP 31. Junior Lofton. Kenneth Lofton 18 rebounds alone. Yeah. 14 on the defensive side. And, and you know what's incredible is that uh, we knew he was the, the star coming into this game, right? I think every conference USA team or any team that goes against the Bulldogs knows, hey, uh, Kenneth Lofton, number two, he's going to be the guy you want to look after. But um, although he didn't really get hot on offense until the second half, he still pulled his weight with 18 rebounds at the end of the day, you know? So, yeah, he's not able to score at the clip that he normally does, but he said would it be effective and hit the minors where it hurts, and that's on the glass. There were so many people. So I'm glad that you're giving him the props that he deserves because there were so many people tonight that were just like, oh, he's overrated. He's a-. I thought UTEP did a great Are job against him. Uh, yeah, people thought, oh, he's overrated. He's getting all the calls, all this stuff, and, and everything. And we're getting this on social media and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I looked at Junior Lofton tonight, and I thought, number one, UTEP did a great job on him. And mm-hmm. number two, when they banged him down, uh, when they were banging him around down low, uh, UTEP uh, wasn't able to contain him inside. And that's how he got those late yeah. buckets. And then LaTeX ended up separating themselves. I, I mean, I'll, I'll pose this to everybody who thinks he's overrated, okay? Um, 
first of all, let, let's flip the script around, okay? Let's say, um, and this is no comparison exactly, but I'm just going to give an example. Let's say Titus Verhoeven uh, finishes with uh, seven points, but he brings down 14 rebounds. Who do you think is going to get a lot of the credit in the postgame? And let's say the Miners win that game, Verhoeven. right? Verhoeven. Verhoeven. Oh, he did a great job doing the dirty work. Uh, 14 rebounds. That's insane. Let's say um, Jamal Enemy, And I know he went off on offense tonight, so let's not do the, the scoring. But let's say JB finishes with uh, 13 assists and finishes with like seven points, right? And right. the Miners win. Oh, JB didn't score a lot, but you should have seen him pass the ball. He was doing great and being able to help out when the shots weren't falling. Okay, well, I'll, I'll raise you this. Kenneth Lofton does get 11 points, and he finishes with 18 rebounds, and that's overrated. I think when you can make up for a portion that you're not performing as well in with another form that is going to benefit your team, with 18 rebounds? 18 rebounds. That's incredible. i got to give him all the credit in the world. You're on fire today, He's not overrated. No, you're, you're exactly right. And here, let's read a tweet right now. Jonathan Byers, Kenneth Lofton Jr. is overrated as hell. I have no idea why everyone thinks he's so good. La Tech wasn't that good neither. They got lucky that they caught UTEP on an off night. Uh, I'll say this. I'm going to reiterate what I said earlier. Going into tonight, if both teams play at their best, who do you think still wins? La Tech. Yeah. Of course. There you go. And that's not that's not to discredit UTEP, but we're talking about a team, at the, what, they have like nine wins now? Yeah, exactly. I'll look up the record, but yeah, it's ridiculous how a good LaTeX can be because they're nowhere near where they uh, where they're gonna be uh, come the end of what March or something. Yeah, I yeah. think actually LaTeX won twelve. Yeah, exactly. Twelve and three. Yeah, yeah twelve it's and three. So let's go to Joe Rod eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. If you would like to weigh in on Minor Talk, represented by the Oscar Adietta Agency, we'll get to our two awards later on the show. It's our Hot Hand of the Award, brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso and our Player of the Game. Thanks to Keith Southwest. But first, let's go to Joe, who's joining us on the phone lines. Joe, what's happening, man? Thanks so much for joining us. What was the post game like with the players and the coaches? What's going on, Adrian Sal? Always good to hear you. Keep up the good work on Minor Talk. Um, tonight, uh, obviously, uh, the UTEP Media Relations, they allowed us to speak with Jamal Bienemy. Um, in uh, post-game presser, obviously, Bienemy coming off with a career high, like you, I'm sure you already mentioned, 28 points. Um, when asked with regards to you know, the fact that these circumstances that are beyond their control continue to present themselves um, and, and hinder any kind of shot at getting any kind of consistency with this team. He felt that uh, the enemy said that where he thinks that it's affecting the team most is, is on the defensive side of the ball as far as uh, trying to get, get anything going. Uh, he, he felt that that was the case. And with regards to, you know, dealing with this adversity that just won't leave this team alone and something that's really beyond their control, whether it be COVID, whether it be uh, uh, the food poisoning incident, injuries and stuff like that. Um, obviously, he just kind of, uh, you know, gave the only answer that you, you can give at this, uh, at this point is that, you know, this team has to continue to, to fight and to, and to work every day, and they just have to figure it out. Um, as for Coach Joe Golding, he came out, uh, gave uh, credit to the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. He did say, and I quote, that he was embarrassed, and he used that word on more than a couple of occasions over the course of his con- uh, press conference. He was embarrassed with their first half effort. He was he was proud of the second half effort t- that UTEP uh, had, um, but um, you know he just he pointed out once again uh, for the second time in a row, if, if memory serves me correct, or the second home game in a row, Adrian he, he 
talked about how he feels that, that his team got better looks, that the ball movement was better, and he justified that uh, with the fact that the team had uh, 11 assists, first time in double digits and, and a few efforts coming out. So he was, he was happy with that. Um, but, um, you know, the only question I know that I asked uh, Joe Golding tonight, and I don't know what you guys think about this, but was the fact that I asked him, I, I go, look, with, with all of these circumstances that are beyond your control that have presented themselves with this team over the course of this season, um, and I know you all have persevered and, and tried your best to, 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 to deal with them, but I asked him point blank if, if, he, if he felt that it was taking a toll on this team. And, um, you know, he answered me and he goes, and I quote, I don't think so. Um, as far as tonight goes, he said that he felt that uh, the effort in the first half wasn't there. And he also used the word or the phrase that there was a sense of entitlement with his team in the, in wow. the, in the first half. Wow. Um, that's a, that's an interesting players, one. Wow. With, with, with certain players. So, you know, he said he didn't think so. But, I mean, Adrian, honestly, I got to start to wonder. I mean, I know this team's starting to, you know, doing their best to fight through these circumstances that are beyond their control. But, I mean, everything has a limit, and, you know, it's a fair question, I believe. Is it, is it starting to take a toll on this team? Yeah, I think it's a very fair question. I think you just see it in, in the players' eyes. I mean, they they want to win. They, they're tired of losing. They're tired of facing this adversity. And the oh, I, I feel like the way that they're, uh, you know, the best equipped to try to win these games is if they're at full strength, which they're not right now. That's the biggest problem with this team. So I thought that's a very fair question. I, fa- I find that really interesting that he used the word entitlement. Uh, but I actually kind of agree with him, man. I mean, you, you saw it. We were right uh, next to each other. The first half for the Miners, I just didn't feel, feel like the effort was there from some of the guys. In the second half, the effort was there. They were trying to come back. They were excited. They were hyped up. The bench was uh, motivated. And those are kind of the moments that UTEP uh, you know, really needs. I just felt like they were a little, I don't know what, what it was, scared, timid, what it was in the first half where they just couldn't hit a shot. Yeah, with regards to uh, you talk about the bench, uh, players coming off the bench, he did give credit. And he did acknowledge that the efforts by Z and by Kiza, who, who came on and, and had minutes, and, and he stated, you know, efforts like that will be, you know, looked at very closely, and, and those kind of efforts will be rewarded with more playing time. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what comes up uh, this Saturday night against Southern Miss. Adrian who pulled off a very impressive victory on the road at San Antonio, winning, I believe, 73-72 to tonight in a close game, so obviously they're going to be coming in motivated. And uh, when Joe Golding was asked about Southern Miss, he simply said that uh, it's going to be a long night for him and his staff tonight because after uh, after all, this is going to be a quick turnaround, less than 48 hours until the Miners have to do it again with uh, with a Southern Miss Golden Eagles team that despite being 4-8, and eight, they're going to come into the Don Haskins motivated off of that UTSA victory. Awesome stuff, Joe. Hey, really appreciate it, my man. Thanks so much for doing this and, and for joining us here on the show. We'll talk to you soon, okay? We'll talk to you later, man. Be good. All right, that's Joe Rod who joins us on the phone line. You could follow him on Twitter at JRod in the nine one five. Easy enough to to follow. Uh, let's go to Twitter, uh, Sal. We've got a lot of tweets to get a, to. It's, it's going crazy. Uh, first off, let's go to Tristan Pence. We'll read these in chronological order. And if I for, if I miss any, just let me know. Uh, UTEP really missed Keontae Kennedy's energy tonight, especially to start the game. It's disappointing that the coaching staff hasn't found a lineup that they can depend. On. It seems like the team has regressed since the Lobo game. Let's hope they start improving Saturday night. Um, all right, I'll touch on all these things. So, yes, they missed Keontae Kennedy's energy tonight. You remember, 
I always say second yeah. leading score for Keontae Kennedy, but he's your best player on defense. Uh, yeah, he, I think he's your best player on defense. Um, and you said your best, best player we, overall. Uh, best player overall when you factor in everything. But uh, more importantly, though, uh, a glass man. You know, a guy who's going to get the ball and push it on the break. They definitely miss that, especially an aggressive and physical team like La Tech. Um, you, you need somebody like Keontae Kennedy. And also, he was out too, uh, Saucy, a guy whose aggression yep. you really need. So two guys who really fit, in my opinion, the type of build to beat a team like the Bulldogs. Um, they didn't have him tonight. And uh, it's, you know, definitely wish him, uh, you know, to get healthy and, and um, you know, get back soon. But in, in all seriousness, though, um, this game was just lost um, by digging themselves in such a big hole in the first half. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Now, the second point that Tristan Pence makes, it's disappointing that the coaching staff hasn't found a lineup. I'm going to just say this. I don't think they have the guys. It's, I, I just don't think they have the guys right yeah. now. Like, sometimes they rely – like, all right, I'll give you a perfect example. Jarrell Satterfield, he's given us all the reasons why UTEP should be putting him in the starting lineup. He's given – he's shown everybody on this on this planet who watches UTEP basketball that he's a good shooter, that he's reliable, that he could even start defending a little bit better. But tonight he was off. Five points, two mm. of eight from from the floor. He hits one three pointer, but uh, it just wasn't that Jarrell Satterfield night that you're used to. Hey, he had three steals, so that's what led him. Uh, you know, that's what led to him staying in the game. But when you're kind of looking and basing it on previous games, you're looking at Jarrell Satterfield from the previous games mm. and saying this guy's reliable. Let's throw him in. Well, he takes a st- he he takes a step back in terms of productivity tonight. So it's just about getting consistency yeah. from everybody. And, and it's tough. And there's two points I want to make, and we'll. Stay stick with the Satterfield in this instance um it, it's just tough because not every game is the same you know what I mean it's it's think of it like a puzzle not every puzzle is the same and what's going to work in one game is not necessarily going to work on the next game a piece for this puzzle is not going to be the same piece that can complete the next puzzle that's the first one and then also as far as the starting lineups go I don't think it's really up to the coaches. It's basically down to who is available. Who are your best players that are available to be in the starting five? And um, it's out of uh, out of the coach's control. If they had it their way, if uh, Coach Golden had it his way, I do believe that we'd see a consistent starting lineup. You would see Keontae Kennedy in there. But, um, you know, when Kennedy's healthy, uh, Verhoeven may be out, along with Boom. Or if um, if Boom, Verhoeven, and Kennedy are in, JB is missing. You know, so it's it's just a variety of factors there, and I think that's the reason why we haven't seen a consistent starting lineup. Yeah, there's no continuity whatsoever. I mean, from uh, st- lineups to anything, and you know, I'll agree. I mean, statistically, I'll agree that they've regressed since the Lobo game, but I also think that a lot of it's out of their control. So mm-hmm. good tweet there, Tristan Pence. Appreciate that tweet. Uh, our Twitter handle is 600 ESPN El Paso. So our phone number is 915-880-5763 if you would like to weigh in on Minor Talk. Let's continue with Leo underscore Minor Fan. I understand Zarek Onyema might still be a work in progress, but what does he have to do to get more minutes? Uh, his energy stood out. He did some good things. I especially liked his aggressiveness under the basket. A couple plays in particular, the Miners needed his mentality. Zarek, yeah. man, Zarek has been killing it. He he He's had his body. family. He had his family in the stands tonight, Sal, and they were they were loud. They mm. were excited. They were super hyped about Zarek, <laughs> and it was funny because he'd get in the post, 
and he would be like waving for the ball. He was open because he has more size than most of these guys that he's going up against. So he's he has his hands like waving him down, and his family's like, throw it down low, throw it down low. <laughs> and they, he, the first play, like you heard from Steve Yellen, the first play he had, uh, yeah. he tries to dunk it on uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. I, I just like him. I don't I don't see it in practice. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I don't see it in practice. He just I, he's a gamer. When the lights are on, he can like he switch. can step up. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what it is, but I really like him. I hope he gets more minutes. I hope he gets Bonky's minutes. And I think he going back to Kevin Kalou, I think he took Kevin Kalou's minutes tonight. And that's 12 minutes. Those yeah. are those are uh, Kevin Kalou's minutes right there. Yeah, somebody's got to get him. And tonight it was definitely going to be a Zarek Onyema. So now I know the answer to my question. <laughs> yep, there you <laughs> right? go. But, uh, but in all seriousness, though, uh, I think every team needs uh, the smile guy. You know what I mean? The guy, the fan favorite, so to speak. The one who, um, the, the player that warms their hearts, so to speak. And I think that guy is Zarek Yema because when, even going back to last year, when he, when he got that, that massive dunk, you know, the crowd just went absolutely crazy for him. And then this year, when he goes on the court, he knows people are looking and he's going to want to give that extra uh, 150% on top of the 150 that he already gives. So uh, credit to him. Definitely want to see him get more minutes as well. Adrian at Enemy Win 3 tweets us, Coach Joe Golding mentioned in the post-game interview something about, quote, entitlement. Was he calling out his starters or an individual player? Hashtag minor talk. I don't know. I, don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I'll ask Hunter this. He, he's joining us next on the phone lines, 880-5763, our telephone number, as we continue. Hunter, good evening, man. Happy New Year to you and your family. How's it going? Happy New Year, man. Glad to hear you're doing better. I appreciate it, Hunter. Thanks so much. Uh, what did you think of this game? Well, first of all, you know, uh, Lofton's got an incredible appetite for the ball. You know, he's, he's real hungry mm. for it around the basket. You can see that, you know. Good one. He, he definitely he definitely eats down there. But anyway, uh, I think this was the first time I disagree with Ronnie on his calls. You know, he's always got a good insight and, and offers a lot when he calls. But I really, I really got to disagree with him on this one. Uh you know, if everything was going great and, you know, the season's on track and, the you know, everything's good, yeah, well, maybe we look at not changing anything, but what's wrong with bringing in a player when when you got a struggling team that has nobody that can score? You know, I would take anything. So it's not like you're ruining good chemistry. You're trying to do what you can to win. And Joe Golding's a winner. So, yes, it's a it's a long-term thing, and it's, it's, a, it's you know, it's, it's a, in the long run, but he doesn't like losing, and he, the worst part is he doesn't like not competing. You know, he wants to compete. And when he's not, he's not competitive out there, it, it gets to him. And as far as the entitlement, it's multiple players. He doesn't feel that way about just one. It's multiple. So it, it's, it's a culture. And he wants to bring in his culture, and the sooner he can do that, the better we're going to be, the better the program's going to be, the better he's going to be. So if, you, if that starts midseason, bring it. You know, I think today the the best parts of what I saw was that's the best ball I've seen Verhoeven play all year. He was tough. He went right at Lofton. I mean, that dunk over him, that was great. It's like and, he had uh, something Lofton, against Lofton. I loved it. I got something against him. I hate watching that guy play, man. He's a bully. He shoves people around. He gets away. doesn't get fouls called on him. He talks he so much smack. Three. He talks so I, I much smack. I, I really wish, you know, put, put on Yama in there and put a couple people and just Throw some cheap shots because that's what he does, and he didn't get called for it. He baited Onyema on that, that foul call on the other end of the court. I mean, he's, he's a smart player. i got to give him that. He's someone that probably he, – he looks like he played some ball on the streets because he knows how to play. 
Port and Arthur, he's savvy. Yep. And those are the frustrating players. And, uh, you know, I, I think I'd put someone that makes him run because he's going to get tired and winded. He'll have to get on the off the court, and you'll be better for it. But uh, this team, you know, everybody's hitting the panic button, and I'm not an excuse person by any means, but they haven't had their team all year. Uh, Kennedy is really their only, what I would say, a complete player. They don't have any complete players. Boom's the garbage. I know you guys are, you know, big fans of his. He's, he's, he, I've told you all season, his pluses do not outweigh his minuses in the least. That guy is good for 10 turnovers a game. And I, I don't just talk about throwing the ball away. It's a turnover when you throw up that nonsense that he throws up. So, you know, if, if players get their feelings hurt with the transfer coming in, good. If you don't want to play here, good. Leave. Uh, you, why do you want to hold players hostage and keep subpar performers here? I don't have a problem with it. And I think that's what Golding wants. He wants to change in each person. And if they're not going to make that change, he'll bring in players that will. Good point. Good point, man. Uh, what do you think as far as their next couple games, real quick, before we let you go, Hunter? Do you think they, what do you think they go? They've got Southern Miss Saturday. They've got Charlotte next Thursday and Old Dominion next Saturday. What do they go out of those three games? There's no telling. I mean, and it's the same thing because you, you, when you've asked before, what do you think about the next game? All I can tell you is they'll compete because Golding makes them compete. So this game, they should have gotten blown out. Kennedy is their most compete, complete player. He battles. He's a scorer. He defends. He rebounds. He wasn't in there. They could have lost this one by 20-plus, but they com- competed, had it in single digits, and Bienemy wants to throw two cross-court passes across traffic. They get stolen, end up in fast breaks. You know, I don't know what kind of point guard makes those decisions. As brilliant as he was offensively, those are plays you can't make in crunch time. If you want to win the games, you cannot make those plays. So that's a that's an eight point turnaround possibly from a seven point game. So you know they went back up by fourteen or something like that. So they're in it. They're, they're, Golding is overperforming and overachieving with what he's been dealt. They're dealing with a lot of adversity, and yes, it wears on the players, it wears on the coach, it wears on everybody. It's human nature. But if they can weather this storm, all that matters is the conference tournament. You know, and if they're going to be a scary seven seed or eight seed, I wouldn't want to play UTEP as hard as they play and they compete every game. And if they have all their pieces there, it's not an easy win. Tonight wasn't an easy win. And, and you got to give UTEP credit. Well, you, you know, everybody says Louisiana didn't play that good of a game. Every game that UTEP's played, the other team doesn't play that good of a game. It's not a coincidence. It's UTEP. They make it an ugly game. And it's ugly on UTEP's offensive side, and it's ugly on the other team's offensive side because of UTEP's defense. It's by design. They make it ugly games because if it's a good-looking game, guess what? We're getting blown out. Yeah, they're uncomfortable. The opponents are always uncomfortable when they're growing up against UTEP. Hey, appreciate it, Hunter. Thanks for the phone call, man. You take care. And uh, really appreciate uh, Hunter always jo- uh, joining us here on Minor Talk. Sal, any thoughts on that? I, I just want to say yeah. this real real quick uh, before I- before you jump in. I've been covering this team for six years. I have never, ever, ever, ever seen a team face as, as much adversity as this team has faced. And I'm serious. I mean, between the food poisoning, between all the COVID, and, and I get it because everybody across the country is dealing with COVID. And I'm really not trying to come at this with a ton of excuses. I'm just saying as a media member what I've seen in, in the past. I've never seen this with all the guys out. And then the injuries on top of that. This team just is getting punched in the face left and right. They learned that Saucy's out you know, 48 hours ago. Uh, 
Uh, that's that's just like this is just a, a black cloud that is just over this program right now, and it's just unlucky, you know, part after unlucky part. No, no. Th- when are they going to get a break? It just seems like this team has faced so much adversity up to this point. I I, I don't ever remember uh, seeing anything like this, and I give a lot of credit to head coach Joe Golding for keeping things intact and competing. I, I really do. Yeah, you, you definitely got to play the uh, the cards that you're dealt, and uh, what are you going to do with them? And, you know, it's just seeming like a lot of times, or majority of these nights, um, it's really just not in the favor, no matter how well you play those cards. But do you leave it all out there on the floor? And I think that's what Coach Golding is looking for. You know, I, I'm not inside his mind. I don't know, but when you know that you have a, a really, really um, tough hill to climb and, and you might have to slide back down because your, uh, your march is not going to be enough, can you, can you be okay with the fact that when you slide all the way down that you gave it all the steps that you could? And I think that's what we're finding out right now with this team. And um, something interesting, too, that, that I heard, uh, I don't know if it was you or Steve who said this during the um, uh, right before you guys got John on or maybe when you got John on how uh, one of the poorest um, – offensive sides for UTEP is the mid-range Yes, yes. I just found this out today. And the thing is, it seems like they're trying to be a half-court team, but when you're a half-court team, and although their bread and butter is attacking the cup, you got to be able to hit those uh, those mid-range shots because when possessions are are harder to score on, that three-point line is not going to be there. They're going to start clogging the paint. Are you going to be able to hit those mid-range shots? So that might be the key. Aside from getting bigger down low, don't get me wrong, they got to start playing tougher down there. But if they're able to make some of those mid-range shots, that can open up so many more doors for them. So I wonder what this offense is going to be working on um, these next couple weeks, especially going up against uh, Southern Miss up next. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I like, I mean, great point right there because the mid-range was not there tonight. At all. I mean, I'm seeing one, two, three, four. Only five guys got a bucket tonight. Five guys. Man. And you know what, Adrian? Even aside from that, everybody else who didn't make a shot didn't even make a free throw. Ooh, man. That you know is what I mean? Awful. Yeah. So it, if you put the ball in the hoop when you were uh, when you were shooting a regular field goal, you more than likely made a free throw unless your name was zero. Matter of fact, forget that. Let's just say this. Sule Boom, Jarrell Satterfield, and Jamal Bienemy, the only guys um, – Matter of fact, no, I'm looking at three-pointers. That's my bad. Titus Verhoeven and Jamal Bienemy, the only guys to make a free throw tonight. So I... Yeah, that, that's even worse than what I was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, well, well, listen to this one right mm-hmm. here. Outside of Jamal Bienemy, who is 10 of 21, he had his career high in 28 points tonight. Yeah. Outside of that, the Miners shoot just 10 of 39. I mean, they're just getting no production off the floor from some of their other scores. It, it's just, it's not there right now. Yeah, so, yeah. no, b- big time. And I mean, I, I get it. I guess the one thing I can appreciate is that everybody else who didn't um, make a shot didn't take a whole bunch of them. Uh, but at the same time, though, you, you have a guy like Sule Boom, who we haven't even touched on yet. Um, you know, your best uh, scorer, so to speak, only puts in um, eight points. And was and, scoreless in the first and half. And goes three for 12 overall and scoreless in the first half. In a game where, you know, if he's on a little bit earlier or if he's on a little bit more at all, um, this game is a little bit more within reach. Um, however, 
the end of the day, La Tech just proving to be that veteran team that can win these ugly games, especially on the road. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, go into Twitter real quick, then we'll get to Rob. 880-5763, that's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, we're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency with seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. Check them out online, oscarariettaagency.com. Julian Segura, he's become a great Twitter follow, by the way. These games will pay dividends in the coming seasons. We've got to learn to win and play and compete in game uh, and play a complete game. I love that Golding is a co- is coaching hard and holds this team accountable regardless of the circumstances this year. Trust that this team will come together. Cesar Cubillos, our guy. Not sure why Lofton got so much favor. Seemed like he was throwing elbows and pushing on both ends. Got away with a clear flop as well. Onyema looked good. Hope to see more of him in the conference this season. King Eric tweets the show. Real quick on Cesar Cubillos, by the way. Uh, I do want to say it was so funny because Kenneth Lofton Jr., mm-hmm. every time he'd walk up and down the court, I mean, he was just talking smack. Like he would just I love it. He just talked to like he was talking to everybody, just talking smack and just complaining, saying all this again everybody's being annoying. And so that, that got into that got to you, Tip. When you're the bully on the playground, you can do what you want. And uh, I gotta say, for people calling him overrated. We're talking about the man who was on the U19 basketball go. team and led the USA in scoring. So There you go. I mean, don't argue with me. Argue with the world. <laughs> I like it. Uh, King Eric, our guy, he tweets us, the defense did a pretty good job handling Lofton down low, but didn't defend everyone else. JB looked very comfortable today, but tonight was one of those nights. I still don't know where I stand on this team. I don't know either, King Eric. I'm with you. Um, let's go to uh, Twitter real quick. Another tweet to get to. This is Joe Chacon. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Appreciate you and the show. Feels like I'm back home when I can listen. Send me some Lupitas Tamales ASAP. <laughs> Cheers. Hashtag repping from Cali now. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Send us your address, Joe Chacon, <laughs> and send us a Venmo. Maybe we'll uh, stand in that line. Uh, maybe that line's not that long anymore. Uh, let's go to Rob, who's joining us in the phone lines. 8805763 we got two lines available if you'd like to call in what's up rob hey what's up man i'm in a really good mood tonight i uh i wedge i wagered a heavy amount on louisiana tech after uh after i found out after i found out that agnew and kennedy were out and 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 Loft, and lofton had dropped a couple pounds i knew that was easy money it was easy money Oh man, Rob, you are my favorite degenerate gambler out there, man. You you come up with the best ones out there. So uh, if you're in a good mood because the miners lost, and so be it. No, I mean I I'm in a good mood because I, I don't uh, you know expectations the root of all failure, and I just felt like this this isn't their year. You know what I mean? And um, I could pull some bright spots from the game. Like I like Zarek a lot. Um, I like that guy from Baltimore a lot. I really like him, but um, you know I'm I'm patient with Golding, and I know it's going to take a couple time, uh, a couple years. And I've been following Louisiana Tech this year, and UAB, and you know they're a well polished team. So we're we're we, we're thin on the backcourt, and they're well polished. And and Lofton's got a, you know he's got experience in the Olympics with the under under 19 team. He's a beast. So. You know, it was a, it was a perfect storm for a blowout. I'm not surprised at all. Um, the only thing I, I would I would add is is I want to see them uh, figure out some offense. Meaning, um, it feels like like it's and I've been saying this all year and even last year, the year before, 
it's like they it's, it's like they think they're the Warriors. Like, I like this is just me. I don't think any any person in, that dribbles a basketball should pull up for a transition three, unless you're like Curry, Thompson, you know, unless you're like four guys in the NBA. But what happened with but that? Unless the, you're on the Warriors. I, that's so funny. But what happened with that? But, those three that JB made in a row. I mean, I, you know, the thing is, Rob, yeah, I, I'm no, with you. I'm with you. I, I hate the threes. I can't stand watching the threes. I see it all the time in college basketball. It's not just UTEP. It's everywhere in college basketball. That's where this game is at right now. Transition threes that make you cringe. I mean, you're literally in your seat cringing. But that's just the thing. That's just the reality of college basketball. And I've said this last year. I maintained it during the Rodney Terry era. I'll maintain it here in the Joe Golding era. I, it's just where college basketball is, regardless of how good of a three-point shooting team. Shooters are going to shoot, and they're going to do it in transition and maybe at the most inopportune times. Yeah, and you're right. You're right, you're right. You know, that's where the game's going. I agree with you 100%. But, you know, at some point in time, you got to realize, like, five minutes into the game, you know, when you're over, you got to you gotta reel it back. You know, you got to find another way to score. And, you know, that was – that was an anomaly, what the enemy did, because they don't normally do that as a team, and that was one guy, you know, uh, a streak in the bucket, but, you know, that's what I mean. In the ball movement this year, honestly, it's a lot better. It's just not like kick it to Bryson and let him do his thing. The ball movement's good. These guys just can't knock down shots, and I just, I, I want to see them attack the hoop a lot more. The effort's there, but the results just aren't there, and I'm not going to kill Golding like everyone did Terry. I want to give him some time, but uh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, you're the man, Rob. Appreciate the phone call. 8805763. That's our telephone number as we continue. Couple tweets to get to. Julian Segura with another one and another good one. Here we go. Joe Golding needs time to recruit. He'll get the guys that reflect the same intensity and style that he brings to the table. Adding Shea Evans doesn't pose a threat to the team chemistry when you're thinking long term. This is an addition that pays off for the next couple of seasons. Hashtag minor talk. Good tweet there, Julian. appreciate that. Uh, this also coming in uh, from Tracy Love on the show. I would feel better about the future of the team and Golding if the players that he recruited were better. His best players are Terry's players, which are very offensively challenged. Great heart and effort, but limited talent, unfortunately. Uh, Tracy, I'm not going to disagree with you in terms of, uh, you know, the best players on this team are Terry got, Terry's guys, but I will say this. I'm going to correct you there in one thing. Joe Golding had to re-recruit all of these players individually. Yeah. I know that was a fact. And you could say, oh, and you could roll your eyes and say, oh, well, where are these guys going to go? And, and, you know, went in the transfer portal. No, I, I, I don't buy that at all. These guys were, were valuable, to, are valuable right now. And uh, you, look at, you look at the guys that he had to go out and re-recruit who were Terry's guys. No, they're Golding's guys now. Yes, sure, Rodney Terry brought them here, but Joe Golding had to re-recruit him. He lost, look, he yeah. lost some guys last year. He lost FEO DG, lost Bryson Williams, lost Christian Scholen. He could not recruit those guys to join his new team. But he kept guys like Sule Boom. He kept kept Keontae Kennedy, kept jo- uh, Jamal Bienemy, mm-hmm. and those are the guys who ended up sticking around along with several others. But I, I think it's real interesting when you kind of talk about those things, but I find it interesting that we got two uh, uh, consecutive tweets talking about recruiting. That's the biggest thing well, right there, Sal. You know what? I said this on another show, and I'm going to say it again, and here we go. When there is a close game, 
between uh, let's compare this year's team and last year's team. This might not be a fair argument to make, but I'm just going to present this scenario to everybody who's questioning Coach uh, Golding or Coach Terry. When there's a close game, and let's say these teams essentially have the same players, which team do you have more faith in? Golding. In a close game? Golding. And I think I think that's where it kind of stops right there is who do you trust more under which coach? And I know that Rodney Terry brought in these guys. That's understandable, but I mean, we've seen a lot of Matter of fact, we saw a lot of games where we let where the miners let it slip out of their hands, and we've also seen games um, where it was a few amount that they were able to reel in those close wins. We've seen big come from behind wins, but why are you down twenty four points in the first place? That's true. You know what I mean? No, that's so, exactly right. I, I, and I, it might not be fair to switch it over to Golden yet because he's still in his first season, barely halfway through it. If we're being honest. But from what I've seen in some of the close games, uh, I do like it. And, I mean, we'll see where it goes from there. Let's go to Twitter real quick. Uh, Pinky is checking in on Twitter, saying very well stated. And he was uh, checking in all night. He's, he was disappointed with the offensive effort. And that's uh, Jaime out in Santa Teresa. Uh, shout out to him for listening in and t- uh, tweeting us here on the show. Eric Fournier, he checks in at Eric Fournier1966. Some of these fans never saw Derek Character play. He was a special player. Kenneth Lofton Jr. is good, but not a great player. Uh, Jonathan Byers tweets us, guys, UTEP is not a good rebounding team. Lofton took advantage of them just like a bunch of big men before him. Uh, King Eric follows it up. He's join- he's going to join us in just a second. Lofton is 6'7", about 300 pounds, and has the footwork and IQ of a point guard and can dominate down low any day. Homie dropped a double-double versus NC State, a Power 5 school. LaTeX is quicker and has better guards that play off-ball. Overrated how? I agree with you totally there, mm. King Eric. Edgar Montiel, he tweets us, Shay Evans, super excited that you're here and will be joining the team. We need another scorer and hope you can fill that need. Best of luck and go Miners. Shout out to Edgar and uh, shout out to Palo Verde Homes out there. Uh, by the way, we haven't talked a lot about Shay Evans, but let's do it real quick. San Diego uh, State transfer Shay Evans was in the building tonight at the Haskins Center. This is a six foot five wing who could score. He never played uh, with San Diego State this past year. He played a little bit last year, but just off the bench, kind of sparingly here and there. And I, I would also think that eh, I, I would also think with Shay Evans, he could be somebody who could provide a spark off the bench for the Miners and give them some knockdown scoring that they desperately need. They desperately mm-hmm. need that kind of scoring effort and uh and and I um you know for uh for Shea Evans joining this team, what I've been hearing is tomorrow he will be enrolled in classes. He is already set up in his uh, new apartment. His, his dad is here in town with him. Got to meet both of them, uh, senior and junior, today. Uh, I heard that by next Wednesday should be the time where he is eligible to participate. That's the point where UTEP will decide whether or not they'll keep him this semester and use him as a three, pl- uh, three years of eligibility plus this half semester or if they'll decide to use him for four years and won't use him until the fall. I think they're going to use him if this year if they're able to uh, from all the signs that I've been given. Uh, Shea Evans, that's somebody, Sal, who UTEP is going to use right away as soon as he gets here. Yeah, they need all the bodies that they can get. I mean, you never know who's going to So be. you're a fan of this? Uh, I like it, yeah. No, not a Caden Archie thing? Uh, not a. I mean, we'll see. Right? right? Uh, you know, uh, 
hindsight is twenty twenty. But in all seriousness, though, when guys are dropping like flies from one game to the next for one reason or another, you need all the available bodies that you can get. And, I mean, if, if you have somebody who is new, let's not get him mistaken. He is new. He hasn't done all the laps. Uh, I know Ronnie was mentioning that when somebody else comes along and they, they haven't done those laps that you did. They haven't done those sprints that you did. But they're willing to do that along with you in the middle of what is a they jump on the ship with you while the ship is facing some tough waters and they want to get that ship back to sailing smooth. I can respect that. I mean, only time will tell. But at the end of the day, you need somebody who can who can put the ball in the hoop. I mean, you just have you just do not have many of those guys on your roster right now, or at least they're not doing it right now. And here's a guy who shows some promise of doing that. I like the move. However, uh, we do know that hindsight is 2020, as we mentioned before, and it, it can go bad, but I hope it doesn't. And I think uh, he'll be able to be a nice addition to this offense who desperately needs some more points. Yeah, and I feel like one of the other things is we're going to have to we'll, – we'll, we'll find out right away. Let's see if he's ready. Yeah. Let's see if he's game shape ready in order to come in and join Conference USA play, kind of like a fish out of water. So we'll see that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ivan Pierre Aguirre, El Paso Visuals Deportivos, tweets us, I disagree with Ronnie. If guys are worried about some guy who is, isn't even suited up or wants to leave because they don't want to compete against better players for their spot, in this case a transfer, so be it. Some of these players are transfers themselves. That's such a, a millennial way of thinking, coddling, overwinning. Nah, fam. If a new player shows up, that should push you to step up and get better. Not give up and just stop trying. If they do give up and stop trying, that tells you everything about the player and any team is better off with that said this team was down two veteran starters they were down even a coach considering all of that they came back in the second half even outscored La Tech in the second half so credit the coach and the players for fighting and staying in the game still a long season to go great tweet great series of tweets there by Ivan uh, and I, I agree with him on that last point that hey it's a still long season they still came back in the second half you got to give credit to this team and the players so uh totally uh with you there let's go to king eric who's joining us on the phone lines 880-5763 that's our telephone number as we continue here on minor talk 600 espn el paso on twitter 600 espn el paso on twitter what's up eric how you doing man hey doing good guys how you guys doing uh, we're doing fine man thanks for calling in what'd you think of this one well thanks for having me uh i mean really adrian did we expect anything like really expect anything to happen this year under Goldie good point I mean, I mean hey this was we we set the precedent this is the year where they're laying the foundation exactly new year new coach new system he hasn't recruited anybody yet he had like you said he had to re-recruit guys just to stay and he's bringing in don't even get me started when you guys mentioned Shea Evans and you guys mentioned Kate and Archie Oh, man, I hyped that guy up like he was the second coming of Jesus. And, well, we all know how that turned out. That was bad. I hope he's not like that because, oh, man. Um, but in terms of this game, I mean, Lofton, it just proves that it goes to show why he was freshman of the year last season. And it goes to show how dominant he is. He's six seven, about 300 pounds. <laughs> and he can move. And he is so quick. And, I mean, grabbing a... I'm grabbing 18 boards tonight, Adrian. Like, you know how hard it is to grab even, like, five? I don't know. know. I've never played, so I don't know. It is, it is difficult to grab a lot of rebounds. <laughs> a lot. It is. 
find really me on the on find 2K. me on the yeah, yeah find me on the pickup at <laughs> Galatson Rec Center. Shout out the West Side. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> I mean, and in terms of La Tech being overrated, like what kind of BS is that? I mean, Archibald and Kobe Williams. Boy, those are studs right there. Yeah, those they're are, great players. Yeah. No, Eric, Eric, you're everything you're saying. I'm a, I I've said I'm I'm a Kenny Lofton fan. I think he's one of the the uh, I, he's one of the he's worth the price of admission alone just to watch that guy and and to watch how UTEP was kind of struggling against him. Uh, and then they were they were actually do- beating him a little bit last year. Kenny Lofton comes in here and he pretty much beats UTEP pretty badly. So no, we're all on the same page here, Eric. I appreciate the call, man, and thanks for weighing in on. On Twitter too. I, I think you're right on point with with your takes there. What do you think, Sal? You know what? I want to ask you a question. Um, and, and I agree. I think Kenneth Lofton killed it tonight. Matter of fact, let me pull out my phone. I was looking up some stats. He had like a he had a 36 point game, and this is the one against yes. NC State. Yes. But w- when you look at just the catalog that um, that Lofton Jr. has put up, I'm going to reel off some of these games. Um, l- let me just go back to the split. I think so he, he has multiple 30 point games. He, he's averaging 17 and a half with 9.9 rebounds, and I don't know if that is reflected. You know what? The UTEP game is not on here so he's going to be averaging double digit rebounds uh when tonight's stats reflect but he has a game where there's 36 points a game with 31 points and uh, in those games he had a 36.18 rebound game oh against gosh. nc state he had 31 points 14 rebounds in a win against um scu and then you you take a look at santa some clara more. who's santa actually clara. a good team exactly and then the last game against western kentucky i don't know i think they're pretty good in conference Very good. usa yeah. <laughs> 11 rebounds and 22 points so when he's not getting it done on one side uh, or with one category he's getting it done on the other but more than likely um, he's probably going to do really good in both categories so just to start off the season one two three four five six seven eight he's had double digit points in all but one game and in the game where he didn't that was against Marshall and he only played let me see how many minutes only 15 minutes in that game and La Tech blew out Marshall 79 to 56 so this is a guy who's coming to play I mean I I could keep on going with these stats for Kenneth Lofton Jr., but uh, he's the real deal when it comes to these Conference USA guys. Joe Chacon tweets the show, usually I would agree with you, and to talk about how this is the first year of Joe Golding, but you saw what what the transfer portal did to the football team. This is the day and age of college sports, and we need to start winning now. Otherwise, every year will be a, quote, building year. That's UTEP's home court, and they shot the ball like they've never been there before. There needs to be a win streak happening soon, or this season could go into a spiral. The talent and coaching is there. Let's put it together now and get back into it. Uh, Joe, I'm going to say this. I actually really disagree with what you're saying there, Joe. Uh, and we got a line ringing in at 8805763. Joe, I'm, I'm going to dis- disagree with you big time on uh, your first one saying you saw what the transfer portal did to the football team what did the transfer portal do they just lost Jacob Cowing that was it I mean they you know Tyron Smith goes into the transfer portal too following that but you only have two guys in the portal so let's not talk about this football team like it's a max uh, mass exodus you lost your best player but you also lost your best player in basketball in Bryson Williams last year so yeah. I, I mean you know I I disagree with hey you know the the, the mentality of you have to to win now you have to do that 
look at a team like UAB. They're a veteran group, and that's a team that pretty much that's a team that destroyed UTEP in the last game, and that that's a team that UTEP should try to model itself after in trying to build the continuity year after year. Do it with veteran guys who are juniors and seniors. Continue to build with transfer portal pieces, but it's going to take time. He has to lay in the foundations before uh, moving. You know, before uh, t- I guess totaling all these wins. Yeah. Uh, after wins, that's the bottom line. And I think that people need to to pump the brakes instead of uh, hitting the panic button right now. I kind of I really agree with what Hunter said earlier. No need to panic right now. This is laying the foundation. This is yeah. year one of the Joe Golding era. They're just trying to get everything. Kind of they're trying to get the engine in the tra- in the car, like uh, yeah. Rodney Terry said. You know, <laughs> this is not the JV team. I don't believe that. I think this is the the varsity team. Also quoting Rodney Terry. I think this is a varsity team. I think they just need to surround it with more pieces, or, uh, more pieces, better t- shooting, and uh, they just need to keep working on what they've got. I, I, I feel like this is year one of building the foundation, uh, setting it, setting the tone, and then uh, you know years to come, year two, year three. That's where we really evaluate this team and how they've uh, uh, grown from then. Yeah. In my opinion, uh, for for what it's worth, um, I would rather see a team improve after losing the hard way than, um, you know, and no pun intended on the, on the name, but hitting fool's gold. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you, you want to win right away, but what I'm getting at is what is this team really made of? And if we can see them overcome this and, uh, you know, start to get things under control, especially after a tough start like this, that is going to be a lot more respectable than getting off to a, a hot start and then not knowing who the hell these guys are come, you know, end of February, early March. So we'll see what they are made of. Don't get me wrong. I don't know what the starting lineup is going to look like because we've seen why so many guys haven't cracked the rotation. Um, but at the end of the day, they're learning these lessons the hard way, and I think they're going to be better for it in the long run. Let's go to Westside Drew, who's joining us next on the phone lines, 8805763. What's happening, Drew? Not so much, well, not too much tonight, but uh, just wanted to start off by saying, uh, well, I heard a couple fans uh, right behind me talking about uh, Kenneth Lofton and saying how he was overrated. And, yeah, I mean, what's what's that and, about that, you know? What's that about? <laughs> for me, I, I watched, and literally waking up every morning, I watched big fan of uh, Team USA, you know, anything Team USA, but I watch every single one of his games, and he single-handedly handled some of the better plays, play, players overseas uh, at his age, and I mean, he did a great job uh, leading scorer for them. Um, he, he is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, he tra- uh, talks trash. That's a part of his game. Poor Arthur Texas. If you know that's that's that. I mean, uh, I feel I, I feel like it fits him right. But other than that, I mean, great player. Um, Eighteen boards. I didn't even know that. Realized watching the game. But he was kind of pushing people around. But why not? You have that big body. Do it. Um, he was throwing those elbows. I was hoping he would. You know. But you're the one of the better players in conference. You say you might get those calls and whatnot. Um, but uh, with that being said, um, look, I'm right there with you guys. Pump the brakes on these guys. They are a good team. Let's let's not be um, let's not lie to ourselves here either. I mean, what do we have? Essentially, we have last year's team. Now, last year's team minus the best player on the court every game with Bryson Williams, right? So we lose him. Um, my expectations weren't high for this team. I thought, you know what? I think I believe something like a tenth they gave us in the preseason or something That's like that. That's exactly I right. Uh huh. Okay. So I thought, okay, maybe eight. You know, that's just me maybe being a homer as well. But you know what? I still think we're going to compete. And I do agree with you guys on the whole thing. You know what? 
we're competing on the defensive end. At one point when they got it down to about nine, I believe, I was like, you know what? This is the team. This is that type of team. Just like you said, Ronnie Terry's team last year, don't like to bring up Ronnie Terry all the time, but the fact that he just doesn't have that intensity like Golden. I think he gets it out of him, and he's holding him accountable. Chai Evans, he might come in and do something. I don't, I don't believe what the others were saying about how they're going to get, you know, scared and want to go away or whatnot. And if they do, good for them. Because you know what? That just opens up another opportunity for somebody else to come in because he's going to get his guys. These guys are going to be gone um, in a couple years anyways. He's going to get his guys. The future looks bright, I think, with uh, him. And, I mean, hopefully he stays here. Um, but at the same time, I feel like, yeah, let's pump the brakes. These guys are going to be good here in the near future, I feel like, uh, with um, uh, Coach Golding at the helm. I think they're going to do well, but I do think that the expectations uh, that some fans are trying to say right now are a little too high for where we're at. Again, preseason 10, there's a reason that we're at 10. There's a reason that we're struggling a little bit with uh, you know, with a couple of our players out as well. But I think, you know what, they do show promise. I never saw them give up today. Whether the first quarter was it bad, of course it was bad. Or the first half it was bad. But at the same time, they didn't give up. They kept on playing hard. Um, so that's what I see. I appreciate it. And I think Golding is getting the best out of them. And if they decide to leave, that's on them. If Chi Evans comes in and does a, a great job, then you know what? I think that's uh, perfect and it's uh, just a step in the right direction for us. Hey, appreciate the phone call, Westside Drew. Give us a call more often. That was a great phone call. Appreciate that. And, uh, hey, he brings up some good points. I, I feel like, you know, with this, uh, w- with everybody kind of ne- ready to react negatively uh, again, around this team, pump the brakes. Slow down. Year one. Uh, Taylor Made Basketball tweets the show. How are you guys so confident that Shea Evans is an impact player and this magical score? Miners need a dude. Uh, I, I okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to read this right. Okay, hold on. Let's restart. Okay, I know. I know how, how to break it down. Okay, say it. I so. got you. Thank how, you. Uh, how are you guys so confident that Evans is an impact player and this magical scorer uh, the miners need? Dude hasn't played in a year, and when he did, it was limited minutes and not impressive numbers. You guys are just anointing the kid, and he has only had a great high school career. Hashtag slow down. I'll acknowledge that we're probably overhyping uh, his uh, talents right now, but it's only because we've—it's all we've seen. It's his upside that, that's showing uh, that we're seeing right now. Didn't play a senior year because of an injury, so that's something to note. Remember, he played sparingly with San Diego State, so that's something to note. Uh, couldn't break the starting lineup, but we heard from his uh, his his AAU coach, his godfather, earlier today, who was talking about how Shea Evans uh, didn't play with San Diego State simply because. Because the Aztecs really favor their older players, their veteran players, their juniors and seniors. They don't really give a lot of playing time to their freshmen and sophomores. And hey, that could that could sound like an excuse, but uh, nonetheless, the miners are banking on that upside. That's what they saw in Shea Evans, and yeah. we'll we'll have to see what kind of a you know evaluation that the miners really have in terms of trying to find that talent. Yeah, you want to be high on what uh, what got him here. You know what I mean? What was the attraction to bring? Uh Evans over to UTEP and uh, you go off of that you know you you don't you don't make an addition um, looking at the negatives and hoping that those negatives come true you want those positives to come true so maybe it's just a glass half full glass half empty kind of thing Uh, but at the end of the day there's no denying that the miners need more bodies that's right every single night 
uh, forget the starting uh, forget the starting lineup. Who's going to be on the bench in that game? Seriously, who's going to actually get to be in the arena that night? So you need all the help you can get. And if he has some upside that could boost uh, the Miners' offense, you want to see that come to fruition, not the opposite. No, ex- you're exactly right, Sal. I- I'm totally with you. Hey, let's take our our only uh, timeout of the show. When we come back, we'll hand out some awards. We'll wrap this show up. If you would like to give us a late call, now is the time to do it because we're going to wrap things up. 880-5763. That's our telephone number. We'll read a couple tweets. We'll wrap things up next. Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency only on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, last segment. We're wrapping things up here on Minor Talk. Our phone number, 880-5763 as we continue. Adrian brought us here along with Sal Montes and Angel Munoz, who's behind the glass producing for us, now official part-time with us at 600 ESPN El Paso. He's going to buy us dinner. Going to buy us dinner. <laughs> going to hang out with us. Love it. He's uh, he's inducted into our, uh, what, what do we call it? Initiation. Just, he's initiated. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. Initiated. I love it. I love that. Yes, most definitely. 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue. Uh, Hunter with a great tweet. Uh, And I knew he would. As soon as you said the best offensive player, I knew he would say something about this. Okay, ready? Sule is not their best scorer. He just always shoots the most. Low percentage, poor shots, and Lofton talking trash is funny. So much material to use against him in that regard. What? What material? What material are you going to use against Kenny Lofton? You're going to call him big? You're going to call him chonky? No, man. Kenny Lofton, he could talk that smack. He's he's worn uh, the red, white, and blue as far as his Team USA FIBA jersey. I don't know, this, man. I mean, there's certain guys that have earned the right to talk the smack that they do, and it's so funny because I think people simply don't like it when you are the victim of the bully on the block. But if you have a bully on the block on your team, you're going to love him. And I just find it funny how so many of these guys who don't like him um, come from an era where, oh, the bad boy Pistons were awesome. You know, they took no crap. Players these days are soft. But then you have a player who's built from that same cloth. They're cut from that same cloth and you don't like it? Give me a break. Well, with Kenneth Lofton Jr., here's another thing. You know, I, I, I and I'm going to agree with uh, Hunter on the Sule thing because, yeah, he shoots the most and he has now become a low percentage shooter. Uh, he kind of—it's like a—it's—it's it's it's a up yeah, volatile, it's up, yeah. Yes, yes. He—it's—it's it's up and down. Sometimes he can be a high volume scorer and a high volume shooter. Sometimes he's high volume shooter, but not a high volume scorer. Like tonight, eight points on three of twelve shooting, and just didn't have it in the first half when he went scoreless. Had six rebounds, five assists, uh, which was helpful for the Miners and two steals. But mm-hmm. uh, it was a tough game for Sule. Boom. But going back to Junior Lofton, uh, I love the fact that he was talking trash, and I wanted mm-hmm. to make that clear to everybody. Like I, w- I'm a big fan of Kenneth Lofton Junior. Mm-hmm. I think that the fact that he was talking smack to everybody was funny, and he was going at it with Titus. I think Kenneth Lofton going at at Titus or just talking smack in general, that actually made everybody that made Titus better. That made Titus that made Titus want to actually score down low in the post. Yeah. That made Zarek Onyema better. I love <laughs> Zarek had this fire when he came off the bench. I think Zarek was just ready uh even before game time, just watching all of that film. Like, <laughs> yes. Like that's that's Kenneth Lofton Jr. I'm gonna put him on a poster. You know, yes. that's what he went and into. He almost that. did. He almost did. And and you gotta love that intensity. Lofton is a player that's gonna 
make your guys get up and want to want to make a big play, want to do something to shut him up. But I mean, that's just uh, that's just the way the game goes when you go up against a guy like Kenneth Lofton Jr. I mean, it's, no, you're right. He's the bully, man. Uh, this is uh, okay. This is uh, Eric Fournier. If Lofton was so great, he wouldn't be playing at La Tech. He, he won't be playing at La Tech next year. I promise you. Carl Malone wasn't so great. He wanted to play at La Tech. Well, I, I really <laughs> like the Steve Yellen comparison to Barkley. I think that's like it's right on the money. He's he's a poor man's Barkley, right? If, if Tim Hardaway was so great, he wouldn't have gone to UTEP. There you go. If Kawhi Leonard was so great, he wouldn't have gone to San Diego State. Okay. If um, if Paul George wasn't so great, he wouldn't have gone to Fresno State. I like these, Come Sal. On, good guys. job. Good job. These are off the top of the head. I like Ken it. Ken Bazemore wasn't so good he wouldn't, and made it to the NBA. He wouldn't have gone to Old Dominion. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Um, this is coming from Joe Chacon. He said, UTEP needs to get the boosters together and start fundraising a campaign aimed at sponsoring players like Texas A&M is doing uh, to help the worry of having transfer situations. No need to lose your best players if they are happy with free Lupitas Tamales and Avila's Tacos. Uh, Joe Chacon, you're on to something. I agree with you 100% because, yes, the way that UTEP will keep players that they want to keep is through NIL deals. And if you're a business owner out there, or if you know uh, somebody who owns a business, and mm-hmm. if you want to help support some of these guys, I promise you, it'll go a long, it will go a long way. A hundred bucks in these kids' pocket extra on top of what they're getting right now from their scholarship. That is that would go such a long way. And on top of that, these athletes would be promoting your business. They'd be wearing your brand. They would yeah. be sporting you. They would be uh, you know, in your commercial that airs on TV. They'd be in your radio commercial that we could help air for them. I mean, there are so many opportunities for business owners to capitalize. We're such a community-oriented city as it is, Sal. Yeah. I, I feel like it's so easy hey it's it's lupitas going to <laughs> keontae kennedy and saying hey you you get uh free tamales for the rest of the year plus we'll give you 200 bucks a month to post on your instagram that this is the only place that you love so i feel like it's just there it's there for the take it's, it's there for apparel companies it's there for people who own uh you know the the yeah. uh, like in blue collar working if you're a pest control owner you know yeah. that kind of there's, thing there's, there's a, a lot of bit there's variety. a lot of yeah i mean a variety of things out there just uh really no off the top no connection just no wanna, connection just want to put this out there i mean uh <laughs> el cometa kevin that would be awesome let's see what else um canes clardy okay bleep that one out angel bleep that one out <laughs> i'm just kidding they're not our sponsors i'm just kidding <laughs> but but i mean there's just so many different ways that that um these athletes can go about uh you know being sponsored by whatever business or even startups too it, it all depends startups, I'm, I'm no yes. marketing major i have no idea i'm just a man who uh likes to make corny jokes and sometimes people laugh but at the end of the day i mean there's a lot of money to be made out there and for the players to finally get a portion of that is uh is awesome I love this tweet. This is coming from Kingsley Onyema, who's in the stands today. (laughs) Shout out to him. I enjoy the broadcast uh, giving minor fans a forum to express themselves. I have strong confidence that UTEP men's basketball will develop to a formidable and powerful team to reckon with in Conference USA under Coach Golding. Hashtag believe. Hashtag go minors at Adrian at Sal. Nice. 
Hey, there you go. You got the che- the check of approval from yeah. the pops. Shout out from Zerikonyema's pops. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and the family's been amazing. You know, since uh, since they've been here. I mean, it's one thing for a player to come to UTEP and love uh, not only the school, but more importantly, the city. Um, but when the family falls in love with the city as well, that's uh, that's when it's special. So shout out to the Onyema family. Hey, thank you for your service, Kingsley, yes. as well. Really appreciate that. Let's get to some awards today, Sal. We, we're just freeforming <laughs> this one right here. The Hot Hand Award of the Game. This is brought to you by our great friends at Wind Supply El Paso. It's going to Titus Verhoeven. Five points, but man, as a hot hand on defense of what he was able to do, a block, a steal, 19 minutes of action. Thought Titus Verhoeven got foul, uh, called for way too many ticky-tack fouls, and it's like these... You know, all right, hey, I'm going to back off because I don't blame the refs anything, but I'm just going to say ticky-tack fouls against Titus Verhoeven. Thought this was one of his better games of the year. He definitely gets the hot hand of the ward presented by wind supply el paso you can keep everyone warm comfortable and toasty this winter with a new champion furnace from wind supply el paso to locate your nearest champion dealer visit the find a dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com you good with that Sal? uh yeah definitely because although it was only um five points uh he was uh tied for third overall but just look at the two for three that he had was able to be uh <clears throat> go one for one from the free throw line but still able to get to the line where there was only five attempts um but the big thing for me when it comes to Titus was that block and the steal you know what I mean in a game where uh you can still disrupt some of the play and also disrupting some uh some passing lanes passing and lanes, yes. and um not not necessarily blocking shots but altering them as well I, I think he played a, a good uh, a good role today definitely want to see more, but I mean, when you're going up against a, an aggressive team like uh, La Tech, you can only do so much. So I like this. Titus Verhoeven, our hot hand of the game, brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Time for player of the game. Easy enough. Jamal Bienemy, career high, 28 points on 10 of 21 shooting. I'll overlook the eight turnovers that he had. Career high in turnovers, by yeah. the way. Jamal Bienemy never has that. Four assists today for Jamal Bienemy, four rebounds, two blocks, and two steals in 39 minutes of action. Jamal Bienemy, our player of the game, with a career high, 27 points in this victory. And that's brought to you by Keith. Southwest, who de- delivers the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest online today, KeatsSW.com. Southern Miss beat UTSA. They're yeah. a bad team, but they, they are uh, definitely riding that momentum. Uh, did they celebrate too much? That's my big question. Is they they looked like they were they were super excited about that victory against UTSA. Hey, this week's not over, Southern Miss. Chill out. I mean, UTSA is nothing nothing to ride home about. Let's be honest. This is the first time in program history that the Southern Miss ba- uh, men's basketball team beat UTSA on the road 74-73 and that's a back to, that's actually back-to-back wins. Uh actually a second their second consecutive win in the CUSA opener after beating UTEP in overtime last year. So this is going to be interesting, Sal, in the sense that Southern Miss, uh, they do win uh, against UTSA, and they come into the Haskins Center on Saturday. What are your thoughts? Does UTEP win this one? Uh, it's going to be tough to call who's going to be in the lineup. Uh, but one thing I can say about Southern Miss is although um, they do have more losses than wins, um, they go into the game against the Miners as a 5-8 and eight team. But uh, before their win against UTSA, it was a one-point loss against uh, East Carolina, 68-67. Oh, and so, we know that team's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, to Newton. He's killing it. Yeah, Tristan he, Newton. Uh, he had a oh. monstrous game. Um, shout out to Tristan Newton. But um, 
um, with Southern Miss. Uh, this is a team who's starting to get some form these last couple of games. So, I mean, they, they want on the road, too. I mean, I know that UTSA, as you mentioned, nothing to write home about. But at the same time, when you can get a conference win on the road, uh, you, you definitely got to give some credit to that. So it'll be a lot tougher than, uh, than I think people imagine for the Miners. Hey, I really appreciate Angel Munoz, our producer of the show. Appreciate you, Sal. And uh, we'll be right back in action on Saturday. How about that? Let's do it. All right. And for uh, everybody here on Minor Talk, really appreciate everybody listening. You can download, subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Uh, that will do it for us for tonight. For Angel Munoz, for Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Bradas saying so long and thanks so much for listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.